your rights as an employee. What about that now? If you, if they're giving the vaccine at your workplace, can your boss make it mandatory for an employee to receive a vaccine? Let's discuss now with my guest, Lior Samfiro. He's an employment lawyer, Samfiro Two Market LLP, stlawyers.ca. Very pleased to welcome him back to the show. Lior, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me on, Mike. Okay, this is really interesting area of employment law for sure. So let's start with that one. Can, can your boss make it mandatory for an employee to take a COVID vaccine? That's probably one of the, the, the biggest uh, questions, most common questions that I've been asked over the past number of months. And, and the answer is that for the most part, and with respect to most employees and workplaces, the answer is no. An employer generally cannot require an employee to undergo a medical procedure. Uh, and the only time that could be possible is if it's otherwise not possible to do the job safely. So in very limited circumstances, maybe we're talking healthcare, elderly care, in those very limited circumstances, depending on the job, there may be the ability to say to the employee, because we can't have the job done safely, otherwise you have to be vaccinated or else. For the vast majority of employees, an employer cannot mandate vaccines. An employer cannot, in fact, uh, punish someone for not being vaccinated. And it, the decision would have to be that of the employee, and the employee is not going to be obligated or be made by an employer to, to have that procedure. Okay, so they couldn't fire you, for example. So let's say someone, for whatever reason, doesn't want to take the vaccine. Could they get? They can't get fired for that. No, they cannot get fired for that. And you know, a lot of employers may be tempted to say, well, you know, it's it, it's about safety. Of course, we want to ensure that everyone is safe. Well. For most workplaces over the past year, we've been able to find ways to have people work safely, even during the, the, the pandemic. So it's difficult for an employer to come and say, well, the only way we can be safe is with a vaccine, where most workplaces, most employees have been able to find ways with social distancing, uh, with limiting number of employees, we're working remotely to work safe. So unless you can show as an employer that this job cannot be done otherwise, no, an employer cannot terminate, an employer cannot punish, and not otherwise insist that the employee yeah. have the vaccine. Okay, safety is a key concern, as you mentioned, and I, I'm just wondering if you have a situation where an employee says, look, I'm not getting, I'm not getting the vaccine, I refuse to be vaccinated. Is there any, is there any obligation on the employer to uh, accommodate them, like allow them to work from home? Yeah, so essentially what would have to happen is the employer needs to do what it can to allow the employee to continue working. And that is certainly, that means taking the guidance from the health authorities and the health units, uh, whether it's uh, social distancing or, or allowing them for, to work from home. Yes, that is something an employer is going to have to do. Now, as the government eases restrictions, the government may say, well, people can come back to work uh, uh, and, and work in, in a larger setting, even if they have not been vaccinated, then the employer can take its guidance from that. So as long as an employer follows the guidance and the, the guidelines from the health authorities, it's going to be fine. It can't decide, well, we want to take a step ahead. We don't want to have to worry about these guidelines, so we're going to make everyone be vaccinated. That's not going to be, that, that, that can infringe on someone's human rights, privacy rights. 
So uh, that is certainly something I caution employers uh, against. Yeah, and it's it's going to be interesting to see if if this ends up in in front of a judge at some point, especially when you've got the federal government talking about vaccine passports. I mean, we had the federal health minister just the other day saying Canada looking seriously at a vaccine passport system along with other countries, maybe for international travelers. Like, would you have to show proof of a vaccine in order to travel in and out of Canada? That might be coming to Canada. That is certainly on the table for discussion. And I imagine if, if that's the path we go down, at some point that'll be tested in court. Like you could have someone make a, a constitutional argument, a charter argument that this infringes mobility rights of Canadians to move freely around the country. Do you have any thoughts on that? Like the, the constitutionality or the legality of this? Yeah, and certainly constitutional rights do are subject to what we call uh, reasonable limits, meaning if there's an, a larger underlying reason why we need to limit constitutional rights, then our courts generally allow that. And I think this is going to be one of those situations where I think a government is going to have a strong case to say, yeah, this is a a reasonable limit on constitutional rights. But I think there's another bigger question here that will governments, whether it's provincial or federal, decide to intervene within the workplace and say, well, we're going to mandate vaccines in the workplace. I know they, they said that they're not going to do that. But some other countries are doing that. You know, I know over in Israel they've done that and in a number of other places, and that may make it easier for employers. It's like our government do that with schools. You can't go to school if you're a child unless you have certain vaccines. That's been deemed appropriate. That may ultimately translate to the workplace depending on, on you know, what other waves and, and how badly things may get. I wouldn't be surprised if, despite what they've said to date, the governments do decide to take a more proactive approach uh, and, and, and impose certain obligations on workplaces. Okay, my guest is Lior Samfiro. He's an employment lawyer. We, Lior, we are into such uncharted territory here uh, with this pandemic, and it's a fascinating area of employment law for sure. And I'm sure that your phone is probably ringing more than usual these days. Like, what, what are the most common concerns that your, your lawyers Uh, are hearing from the public with with regard to the pandemic right now? So certainly, as I mentioned, vaccines over the past number of weeks has been the big one as more and more people get vaccinated and vaccines become more available. But over the past, you know, year, the biggest issue probably has been surrounding layoffs, temporary layoffs. Uh, Many individuals uh, across the province have been put on this temporary layoff and I've been getting calls nonstop is, can I be put on the layoff for how long, when is enough enough? And there's a very interesting answer to that in that for most people, despite COVID-19, a temporary layoff is actually not permitted. And employees can choose to treat that as a termination. So there's that balancing that a lot of people have to consider is, do I want to maintain my job and stay off potentially for months and months? Or do I want to consider myself as severed from my employer get the compensation that I'm owed, and, and pursue uh, other opportunities. That has been a huge, huge issue. That also in changes to terms of employment. Employers often now have had to reduce pay or change hours, and that certainly triggers a number of rights that employees have uh, in those situations. Okay, Lior, stand by here as we take a quick break, and we'll come back and we'll talk more with my guest, Lior Samfiro, talking COVID-19, the vaccine, and your job policies in the workplace with my guest, Lior Samfiro. He's an employment lawyer with Samfiro Law. Hey, Lior, Lior, just uh, real quick before we take some phone calls here, 
What if someone catches COVID at work and they decide, are they eligible for workers' comp if they make a complaint to WorkSafe BC? Is, like, is that a difficult thing to prove or how does that work? So WorkSafe BC has only been allowing uh, claims in situations where that the exposure in the workplace is particularly high given the type of job. So in healthcare and elderly care, so in, in most situations where the exposure is kind of normal, WorkSafe BC has said, no, we're not going to allow that. So bottom line is it is actually difficult. The, the vast majority of cases where people have filed for claims with WorkSafe BC, those have been denied. Okay, that's very interesting. Let's go to some phone calls here. Phil on the line in Vancouver. Hey, Phil. Yeah, great guest, Leo. Um, I have a friend who was promised severance when he was laid off, and then the employer reneged on his word. Is that ever legal? Hmm. The real question here is whether or not he is owed severance. Uh, the question is not so much did the employer say you're going to get it, is it, because if he's owed severance, then the employer has to pay it whether he likes it or not. And the bottom line is if your, fr uh, your friend was laid off, you know, presumably on a temporary basis, he can still choose to treat that layoff as a termination, which triggers the employer's obligation to pay him severance. So the nice thing is if he wants severance, he absolutely can get it, and he's not dependent on the employer's intentions or the employer's goodwill. That could easily be forced. So unless uh, unless he, he decided to go back to work, in which case he continued his employment, then he absolutely can get severance. Oh, beautiful. Okay, Thank Phil. Phil, thanks for the call. Yeah. Larry on the line at Maple Ridge. Hey, Larry. Yeah, hi. Uh, it's funny you just brought this uh, subject up because I was talking to a friend yesterday, uh, a teacher in the school system, caught SARS-CoV-2, uh, filed a claim with WCD, they denied Wow. The claim, um, and I'm just I'm, I'm wondering how many more people are being denied claim because you can't prove exactly where you might have caught the the bug. So is is that why your your friend was denied because they couldn't couldn't claim that he got it at school? Apparently, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm getting it, I'm getting it secondhand too. So you know, I'm I'm not there in that workforce in that union or anything like that kind of thing. But okay, uh, teachers. It, 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 sounds pretty difficult to prove because you could catch it anywhere, right? Okay. I, Leo, one of my earlier guests on the show today, my first guest was the, Terry Mooring, the president of the Teachers Union, and she pointed out that the second most uh, common case at WorkSafe BC that's accepted for compensation for an affected worker catching COVID at work are teachers. She said that the number one are frontline healthcare workers. And then it's teachers. So she said a lot of teachers are getting are getting workers' comp. They're getting work safe benefits because they caught COVID at school. But is it is it still difficult to prove though? It, it is difficult to prove, and even though th those may be the, the people that get it the most, it's still a very small percentage of the overall people that actually apply or, or that believe that they got COVID in the workplace. So number one, as the caller said, yes, you have to be able to show. Uh, that it's more likely than not that you caught it at work. And right off the bat, that's difficult. But number two, and just as important, you have to show that the particular exposure to COVID-19 in this workplace is higher than in most other workplaces, yeah. which is why in schools where you're around a lot of people and certainly in the healthcare industry, you're more likely to be able to qualify. 
But even in those situations, it's still difficult. And for every claim that's been approved, there's probably four or five that are, are being denied. Okay, very interesting. 604-280-9898 is the number to call. Star 9898, toll free on your cell. Bill in Vancouver. Hi, Bill. Hi there. Uh, I work for a union, and there's talk of uh, making it mandatory to take this experimental vaccine. I'm a little skeptical, and I'm wondering, if I take this and there's some kind of adverse reaction, I have some you know, disability from it, is my employer liable for covering my, my uh, injuries? Wow, Lior. So that's a great question. And first of all, you know, let's remember that just because there may be talk, you know, of rumors, that does not mean that it's actually going to happen. For the reason that I mentioned earlier, it's very unlikely that you're going to be mandated uh, to to take the vaccine. But in situations where you something unfortunate happens, the only one that may be liable actually is either the government that approved the vaccine or potentially the vaccine manufacturer. To the extent that the school or or the workplace or the union is being told this vaccine is safe, they're being told that by someone that approved it, then they cannot be liable. It's those that approved it. And if there ever was, gosh, I hope that never happened, any side effects, unforeseen side effects to those vaccines, yeah, you may well see legal action against the government and or the uh, pharmaceutical company that created the vaccine. Bill, Bill, are you still there? Yeah, I am. Yeah, did you want to say something else? Yeah, um, uh, now I forgot what I was going to say. Okay, did you, did, you say, did you say you work for a union that's requiring you to get the vaccine? Well, it seems like that's uh, the way they're going. The, the union reps are saying that that's what they're going to make us do, and uh, yeah. Okay, but they, Lee, are, they can't, I think we talked earlier, can a boss, for, a boss cannot force you to get the vaccine though, right? No, and again, that, that, there may be very limited circumstances, like in, in hospitals, for example, where that may be possible, but for most workplaces, you know, not, let's call them 95% of workplaces, that's not going to be possible, no. Okay, let's squeeze in one more call. Robert in Kelowna. We just got a minute. Go ahead, Robert. A home uh, mentally challenged uh, client, and uh, will she be forced to take the vaccine? 30 seconds, Lior. It, it, it may be possible in the situation where there, there's care involved and some, certainly with someone that's, that's vulnerable, the likelihood is there of that point being able to mandate the vaccine if the job cannot be done safely. Otherwise, that is actually more likely than with most workplaces. Okay. Leon, what's your uh, website if people are looking for more information from you there? Uh, best website to go to is employmentlawyer.ca. Leon, thanks for coming on today.